0: Hey, beautiful people, welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Breder. Hey, you guys, I am so honored to share with you all the conversation that I got to have with Gloria Bettini. She is an emotional wellness coach, and she helps women heal from emotional abuse. And you may be thinking that this episode isn't for you because you haven't experienced emotional abuse or just, you know, you don't think that it applies to you at all but it is. Learning about someone else's toxic relationship can help you evaluate your own relationship to see if it may be toxic. It can also help you um, understand what to look out for if you are looking to be in a relationship, and it can help you be more supportive and understanding of the people around you that have come out of a toxic relationship, or to for anyone that you might notice signs that they are in a toxic relationship, just to help encourage and be there to support them as they're trying to leave this toxic relationship. I am just so proud of women like Gloria that take back their power and escape from toxic relationships, and I'm just really glad that I'm sharing her story and so that you can hear her perspective. My hope is that more women become more confident, know their worth, and know that they don't have to settle for toxicity. I hope you enjoy this conversation and learn from it. And if you can relate to Gloria's story, I hope that you reach out to her or another professional to overcome this trauma and live your best life. Please, please, please let me know how I can support you. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. All right, Gloria, thank you so much for being here with me today. Will you just tell us a little bit about who you are?
1: Yes, hello everyone. Hi, my name is Gloria and uh, I'm a self-love and emotional wellness coach. I have been a coach now for about a year and a half, almost two years. Uh, But before that, I worked in the events industry in busy London in the UK for about (laughs) 10 years. And um, today I help women um, heal from toxic relationships, help them step back into their power, and I help them overcome um, the trauma that comes with uh, toxic relationships, and uh, in particular narcissistic abuse, which is what I went through myself. So, yeah, it's a very different journey from what I did 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Much more fulfilling.
0: (laughs) Well, good. And so (laughs) let's just kind of go back to the toxic relationship that you experienced um, just to kind of build up some, I guess, background of your uh, own experience and like where you are today. So tell us about your own toxic relationship.
1: Yeah so I started dating um this guy when I was 18 years old so I was really young really really young I should say that as a, as I tell you my story probably I should I should say this first that I was really bullied a lot when I was young uh, when I was in school and I think that left me with a very very low self esteem mm-hmm. which then later in life affected the people I was attracted to, if that makes sense, Um, because it gave me such, you know, the brain learns by repetition. So what, you know, the brain, what you know, whether it's good or bad, the brain is going to recognize it as familiar and therefore going to that direction. So I think that the fact that I was bullied a lot uh, when I was young, then obviously made me, um, attract certain people maybe be attracted to certain people and certain behaviors later in life but anyway Mm -hmm. I started dating this guy when I was 18 years old which I was I was a girl you know Mm -hmm. Uh, you can't Mm -hmm. say that you're a woman at 18 I think it's you're still well you're a young woman Um, there's still a lot to learn I think and um, I uh, uh, started dating him and There was a lot of love bombing at the beginning. And for somebody who felt unheard for such a long time, I really believed that I had found somebody who saw me, Mm -hmm. you know, for who I was. And he was literally like showering me with surprises, with amazing things. And uh, I love you, I wanna be with you forever. And you know, I was very, as I said, I was very young. He was the same age. Um, I was very young and, and felt very, unheard and i don't know i felt like everything he was saying to me was what i always wanted to hear right so uh i was like oh my god this is the person for me you know Mm -hmm. and then uh we ended up uh, being together for a very long time i ended up marrying him and i was with him i'm 35 36 this year and i was with him until i just turned 32 so uh, it was a very very long time and I also think that it was very very crucial years of a person's lifetime you know literally especially for us this is when we become women Mm
0: -hmm. and when
1: we create our identity when we discover who we are and everything um so early on I realized that there were a few things that didn't really add up for Mm me um but I believe that I was very scared. Um, As I said, that experience of of bullying when I was young, I think really affected me quite deeply. And I almost felt that I couldn't have found anybody else like that. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to accept whatever it is because I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna find anyone else. And, And I believe that this person just needs support Mm-hmm. um and so i can i can definitely help him and i can definitely support him and everything but it ended up that yes i was supporting him but it ended up being a very unbalanced relationship because it literally took from me everything i had like my whole essence as a human being which wow. is what um yeah which is what narcissistic abuse does to you and a lot of a lot of the women that i help now actually um you know getting back on their feet after their toxic relationship the the loss of identity is one of the main things that comes up they yeah. literally come to me and they say I don't know who I am anymore I don't know what I like anymore you know I don't know if I go into a shop or I go online shopping I don't know what to pick because I don't know what I like wow. or what to eat. literally like complete loss of identity and there's the two two um uh ways of sorry two different um examples let's say of of loss of identity so if you if you get into the toxic relationship that you are over 25 or over 30 years old you have already become a woman right you already know who you are you already have your identity and you get into the toxic relationship and this person takes this identity away from you and then the work that you do after you come out of that relationship is to get back to your own identity
0: right but what
1: happened to me because i started dating this person so early in my life at such a young age because i was only 18 Mm -hmm. i got out of the relationship at 32 where i actually had no clue who I was. Right. Like the whole world looked a completely different thing from what I always thought it was and I actually had to decide who consciously decide what who I wanted to be as a woman. You know which was a, a very beautiful process but at the same time very scary because i felt very out of place I was like i'm 32 i should know this kind of stuff you know now right but there were a lot of things that i had to discover about myself and about other people and about you know relationships and interactions with other people that um really i i was completely oblivious to in a way yeah
0: Yeah. So let's kind of go back of like, when did you realize that your relationship was toxic? And will you also kind of talk a little bit about like narcissistic abuse and like what that looks like for people who may not realize it?
1: Yes, of course. Yes. So, well, first of all, let's, let's start with clarifying a little bit about narcissistic abuse. So um, a narcissist is a person that lacks, uh, who lacks empathy. Mm-hmm. and they have this sense of grandiosity and sense of self uh, self-entitlement everything runs around themselves they consider themselves to be better than other people and um they consciously take you through a certain uh cycle let's say of the long bombing uh, and then devaluing and then discarding you so they would cover you with love at the beginning like I was explaining to you at the beginning of of, of my story then they would devalue you so start saying that well actually you're not that special you know you're not there's plenty of other people like you so you start like questioning oh okay so it's, it's sort of um a lot of questions come to your mind about you and about the trust that you have in this person until then they completely discard you right. and it can be a discard where they actually break up with you or it could be a discard in, in an emotional way so that they are still in a relationship with you but you get complete. you're completely on the side you're non-existent Wow. Um, until then they pick up the cycle again So they then one day, because you might uh, look like you're going to walk away, then they start the love bombing again from the beginning. They start Mm. saying, oh, you're the most amazing person. You're this and that. I love you. And uh, you are amazing. I could never live without you. All these sort of things until you're like, oh, you see, then then he does love me, you know, and right. uh, no I was wrong and I should stay and then they do the cycle again so then there's again the devaluing and the discarding and it's just you know it's just a cycle over and over and over again until you literally go no contact with the person right and each phase of the cycle can last however long or however little they decide Hmm. but the main thing is to keep control over you right by keeping control over you, they satisfy their need um, of, you know, admiration, let's call it. Um, yeah. yeah, they they want just want to feel admired. They just want to feel at the center of your attention and all that, and they do this very consciously. Yeah. And they, they know very well what they're doing and uh, they literally have no empathy and even no empathy. And when you tell them that they're being toxic, Um, they revert it back so that they flip it. So they say, Oh, actually you are the one who's having toxic behaviors. This is your fault, or you're just imagining it, or, you know, this is a whole gaslighting uh, process that goes on when they make you question your own sanity. Um, It's really, really a toxic cycle. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can just see like how that can just really play with you and like, um, play with like your identity like you were saying if like you think one thing and then if they you know discard you but then like tell you how important you are and like build you back up like that but then kind of keep taking it away from you like that is just such a horrible cycle like I can see why it can be tough like you know to get away from that, um, because you, you know, especially having, like, low self-esteem or whatnot, like, you're kind of relying on that person to build you up, and, like, you're thinking, like, that person is, like, what you're able to get, and, yeah, that's
1: it's a lot going on there. <laughs> there is yeah hundred percent and what that cycle does um it basically the, the psychological effect that it has on you it basically like we said at the beginning so the the brain learns by repetition so the more you do something over and over again the more the brain learns from it right and mm-hmm. or learns that specific um whether it's a behavior or even with muscles you know you go to the gym every day you lift weights and you get the muscles building right the right. same thing goes with your brain so what going through that narcissistic? cycle over and over again does is that it creates um the the belief in your brain that love should be associated with this ups and downs right Mm -hmm. with i love you too much and then i don't love you anymore so this becomes your normality so it's really a very very deep manipulation Mm -hmm. very deep
0: yeah and so tell me a little bit more of like how how
1: long did it kind of
0: take for you to like, realize that you were in a toxic relationship and then finally walk away from it?
1: Yeah, so uh, I've had people telling me for a long time that he wasn't the person for me, Hmm. Um, but I was completely head over heels Uh, you know, in love with this person. And I, you know, even my parents, they were concerned and I said, no, you don't understand because you're not with him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see a side of him that you don't see like all these sort of things, right? So there were alarms, alarm bells and there were things that have been said to me from the very beginning. And then I think that once we got married um, we got married after about 10 years that we were together. Mm -hmm. And I think after a while, uh, my friends and my family just decided that, you know, she's going to go, if we keep going, she's going to go against us. Like she's going to think that we want wrong for her. So, you know, you can't help a person that doesn't want to be helped, basically. And no matter what they were saying, I really wasn't seeing it because what I was seeing is the first person that actually accepted me after all those Kids that had been bullying me in the past, you yeah. know, and I really didn't see anything. Yes, there were things that were imperfect. But I thought, you know, no relationship is perfect, so I shouldn't be, you know, that that should be fine. That's okay. Right. Uh, but then, uh, sorry, I should say that originally I'm Italian, and we moved together to the UK uh, in 2010. So we were 25, almost 26. Okay. Uh, when we moved to London and that was after a breakup and uh, and he asked me to move to London um, because he told me that if we did you know it was going to give me a great possibility of finding a great job which was true because then I did um, but also he said I'm going to demonstrate to you that I actually mean well, like that I actually want to to be with you and I want us to, to to grow and get married and everything. And the first two years in London, I must say, I, I really saw him growing., uh, but then, like with every single narcissist, then it starts again. Yeah, it starts again because he's he kept losing his jobs. and uh, uh, he literally at, almost at the end of that uh, peaceful period, he asked me to marry him. And I said yes. Mm -hmm. And then by the time, so from, from, you know, we were planning the wedding in 2012, 2013. And I think that's where I saw things that weren't convincing me, but I don't think I was strong enough not to go ahead with the wedding. And, uh, and that's where I developed severe anxiety and OCD. Literally was, I don't know if you're familiar with OCD. OCD is uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. It's an anxiety disorder. It basically forces you to have rituals um you know you have to check the door x amount of times so you have always like you know check the windows do that and do that and I had gotten to a point that my anxiety was so so bad my OCD was so so bad that I would be ready to leave the house to go to work with my bag you know my coat my bag everything on and it would take me 45 minutes to leave the house oh wow yeah for so many rituals and so many things that I had to do and Same before going to bed. Um, so, again, I was still very much in denial about the relationship, um, but I couldn't deal with the OCD anymore. So I went to seek help for mm-hmm. it. Um, so I went to speak to a life coach who specialized in anxiety, uh-huh. and uh, I I said to her, you know, I just wanna, I just need help with this because it's literally driving me insane. Yeah. And uh, she really helped me with the OCD. And I really gained back control over myself. And that's the moment when I really came to terms with, when I really not came to terms, but when I really opened my eyes to what the relationship was. Yeah. So when I gained back control over myself, when I had that confidence in myself that I never had before, I started seeing things under a very different light. Right. Yeah, very different. So I started noticing that loads of behaviors were toxic. Um, even with arguments, I started to actually want him to fight more for what I believed in. Mm-hmm. And that's when he turned really nasty when we were our, we were arguing, like he would gaslight me even more. He would, yeah, horrible things. And, um, uh, but that's when I opened my eyes. So I think that I really realized that I was in a toxic relationship, only the moment that I gained more confidence in myself.
0: Right. Yeah, and kind of tell me more about like that process of like gaining more confidence and um, like, what was it like to, I guess, really move away from the relationship and like, how, how are you able to like build up enough confidence to walk away?
1: yeah I uh, it's a combination of things. so the the getting rid of my OCD was definitely fundamental mm-hmm. uh, because I wasn't I didn't feel like I was wrapped up in anxiety anymore. you know, I just felt like I had my OCD under control. I had got rid of let's just to give you an example. So when I started uh, seeing my life coach about my OCD, uh, she made me do a journal of every single ritual that I had. Mm-hmm. And I remember writing down a list of about 40. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yes. Yeah, so it was quite a lot throughout the day. And uh, uh, we got to a point about 12 months later where that list was halved. Mm. So so if you cut your anxiety in half, even though you're not free of anxiety, your vision is very much different. Right. You know? it's it's very it's you're you're looking at a very different world and you're looking at yourself actually very differently Mm -hmm. and uh, there was a very defining moment um so we went to the us we came to the us (laughs) (laughs) you guys Uh, 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 we went to um do a road trip in the west coast Mm-hmm. And we stopped in Monument Valley for a couple of days, which is a beautiful place in Arizona. And I don't know if you've ever been. If you haven't, it's honestly one of the the most, to me, the most beautiful place place on earth.
0: Ah, I have not
1: been, but now I'll put it on my list. <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's really incredible. And um I, uh, we, we, I really wanted to go. It was on my bucket list, even more than the Grand Canyon. And um, I really wanted to go and decided we were going to spend two days there and i had booked a sunrise trip um horse riding but then sorry no a sunset trip horse riding and then a sunrise trip with a navajo guide to show us the valley and to really take us deep deep in the valley right and tell all yeah. history history and everything the whole culture which was really beautiful and there's a place in the valley that's called john four point and mm-hmm. it's a place where is it's really uh, full with tourists during the day because it's a beautiful view and then there's like an edge of a rock where you can take a picture and there's it's like really really beautiful yeah and, um but because i had booked the tour at the sunrise there was nobody there yeah so i had the privilege of experiencing that with no people literally it was just the two of us there and the guide nobody else yeah so How cool. I said to him, yeah it was honestly amazing and uh and I said to him and I wanted to take that picture and I said to him don't rush with the picture I said I really want to sit there for five minutes yeah. <laughs> and I just- take it all in because I really wanted to enjoy the moment Mm -hmm. and so I sat down and it was so beautiful I've never experienced anything I had never experienced anything like that before in my life and I think that was my connection to spirituality I never felt very spiritual before that moment yeah but I was weeping I'm not even kidding. Like I started crying so much. The the view was so beautiful. And I felt, and also this valley is massive. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt so, so tiny, you know, in this world, in this beautiful nature. And I said, oh my God, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I literally feel that I hadn't been true to myself. I didn't know who I was. But I knew that moment right there. I said, this is what I want to do. I want to see the world and I want to be this happy. Like the happy that I'm feeling now, that I'm feeling this connection. I don't know how I'm going to achieve this in my everyday life, but this is what I want. And uh, I promised myself that moment that I was never going to lie to myself ever again. Mm. And, uh, And that's when I started preparing to leave the relationship. I sort of come came to I didn't decide okay you know it wasn't a five minute decision it was obviously months of realizations and working on myself and working towards that vision of chasing that moment of happiness in my everyday life right that that led me to okay we gotta get out of this you know Um, but it all started in that moment I was also uh, quite overweight at the time so I decided to go on a weight loss journey as well, which, which again, when I lost the weight that I had to lose, it, it gave me even more confidence. You know, uh, you just see that you are able to do things. It wasn't so much the losing weight, but the fact that I had achieved it, you know, Yeah. Um, it was really, really great. So I think that was the whole process that got me there. And then in December, this was December, 2017, um, Again, he had lost another job. He had lost like two or three jobs in the space of like four months, something like that. Um, And he was always, it was again, going in the cycle where it's not my fault. They're plotting against me. And, you know, I don't, I didn't do anything wrong. These people hate me. You know, with a narcissist, nothing is ever their responsibility. Yeah. Other people, right? So uh, I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I, I can't. I'm sorry, but I can't do this anymore. So I asked for help. I yeah. uh, spoke to his family. I spoke to his mom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really at a breaking point here. Uh, I feel like I'm losing my mind. Uh, I can't be with him anymore. I just need external help. Because if I don't get external help with this or support, I said that I'm really going to have to leave. Because yeah. I I have to save myself at that point. Right.
0: Right. And,
1: um, she said to me, Oh, come, come home from the Christmas holidays and we're going to talk about it. And I'm telling you, we went home for 10 days. Uh I tried to speak to them so many times and was always ignored.
0: Wow. Yeah. I was wondering how, you know, going to his mom about it, if she was helpful or kind of demonstrated some be- same behaviors
1: yeah completely same behaviors and I was completely ignored and I said you know, Gloria then you've got to go you've got to yeah. go on your own this is the time so we came back and then a week into January or something I felt literally like the repulsion and I told him, I said, look, I'm, I'm sorry, but I've tried everything that I could in almost 15 years. We've been together and everything ended up to be my fault all the time. You yeah. know, I asked you to go to therapy. I've asked you to try this. I've asked you to try that. I've put myself out there multiple times to try and do something to save this. But... Mm-hmm you uh, never ever took responsibility for anything. So I'm sorry, but um, I gotta, I gotta go. And I left, Yeah, (laughs) I had no place to go, nothing, but I just packed my bags and I just left.
0: Wow. And so, you know, with you put a lot of effort into it and tried a lot of things to make it work. Do you you, like, do you regret any of that? Are you happy that you, you know, tried to make it work?
1: Or like what,
0: looking back, like how, what is that like for you? Uh,
1: yes. So I am very happy where I am now mm-hmm. and I'm very happy at this, at, at, with what I'm doing. I feel very fulfilled. I'm also in a very healthy relationship as well. So I'm always, um, I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. So yeah. I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. Do I think that it would have been great if I spent less time there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It would have been a blessing, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but if I had to go through that in order to know what I know today, then that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I've healed myself. And, and I think that what I went through gives me such a such an amazing, um, different tool, if you want to say, or, or I can connect to, to the people that I work with in, on such a different level because of those experiences that right. I said, you know what if my mission is one to change the world then that's that's all right i can deal with that i can you know i can heal and i can overcome those things but i know that when i share them with other people who have been through it then they are not going to feel alone which is right. super important.
0: yeah and so tell me a little bit more about like what lessons did you learn from going through this
1: So I've definitely learned a lot. (laughs) Uh, I definitely learned that um, the person that, that there's always, you know, no matter at what stage we are in life, whether we're ready to hear it or not, there's always a voice inside of us that's screaming something. Mm. Right. Yeah. No matter at what stage you are. And you might not be able to be ready to hear that voice, but your true person, the person that you truly are, your true self, it's definitely there. Yeah. So if you are in a pre- place right now that you feel confused, that you have doubts, or you feel like you might be experiencing perhaps a toxic relationship as well, you know, um, check in with yourself, you know, mm-hmm. give yourself the benefit of the doubt. And I know that sometimes what's out there that you haven't tried yet or maybe perhaps is the first time that you go and listen to this voice that's within um might feel scary but it's never going to be scarier than what you're living now yeah that's a good point it's never going to be scarier than that uh so that's definitely one lesson i'm never ever going to lie to myself ever again um You know, I, yes, I do believe that everything happens for a reason, but every day now I literally strive to every single decision that I make, I, I decide, is this me? Is this who I want to be? Yes. Then, okay. I can go forward with that, you know? So mm-hmm. always staying true and, and aligned with who I really am. Yeah. And then I learned that, you know, people, you know, are not who they say they are. Yeah. You know? a lot of them, or maybe actually, I was reading a quote the other day, or maybe they are who they say they are, but you're not prepared to see that. Right, oh, I like that, (laughs) you know? And uh, again, always go have a look, always give yourself the benefit of the doubt um, that, uh, you know, to go and see, to get your questions answered or to answer your own questions, you know? Mm And then the other most important thing that I learned uh, is that it's your choice what meaning you give it. So- What do you mean by that? So there is a a huge difference between being a victim and being a survivor of something. Mm. If you decide to be a victim, a victim is somebody that doesn't, has lost, right? It's somebody who lost the battle, who is, he's not there anymore. And if you decide to be a victim, there is no way for you to come back. But if you make the decision that whatever happened to you, it doesn't matter how ugly or how hard it was, but if you decide that you're a survivor, you're always gonna fall on your feet because you are finding the meaning that you haven't lost, that this happened to you because you have a bigger mission, Mm -hmm. because you have a bigger, there is a bigger meaning for all this, Right. right? So it's always up to you, what you decide to believe that you are. And so make the right decision with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. And, um, you know, you mentioned mission. Will you tell me a little bit more about like what your mission
1: is today? Yes, I definitely am a woman on a mission. I, uh, I see, I believe that everything is so much bigger than us. I'll start with saying this, Yeah. Um, the moment i walked out of that relationship and the moment i really really put myself first i saw not only how i was different in putting myself out there but also how the people were different in reacting to me yeah you know so they weren't they weren't only different in reacting to me but i was also influencing them in such a positive way they were being inspired by what by my story right yeah so and that's exactly what got me to become a coach, What, how I decided to become a coach, because I said, hang on a minute here. So if I'm doing this and I'm surrounded by X amount of people, right? And I tell them my story and by me telling them your, their my story, they are now changing something in their life to make it better, right? right? Because they feel inspired by this. So I said, okay, then what would happen if... All of the people who've been through something like this, all of the people who've been through something toxic or who have been through trauma decided to actually use their experience and their story to transform their life. And how would would their effect be on other people? Mm -hmm. So I thought we're not only here talking about a personal transformation, but we're talking about a collective transformation. And when you do this, collect, like, when you facilitate this collective transformation, then I have no other ways to describe it than we're shaping a different world. Great. Right. So yeah. that's my mission. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I, so I really fun. do believe that like things are just like a ripple effect. And when you, you know, become like who you're supposed to be, then like that's just like it ripples off and it helps empower other people to become who they're supposed to be. And then like they empower the people that they're around. So I, yeah, I am all about like starting with one person but really it's like a collective thing. And then like we can all change and benefit from it. So I love
1: that absolutely and also what you just said it's literally the butterfly effect because also you know that the effect that you're having on one person but you don't know who this person is going to speak to they might go speak to somebody who's halfway across the world and what the effect is going to be on them so technically with you being at home like for example me being at home now in London I'm speaking to you in the U.S. Mm -hmm. who are then putting this out in the the world. Who knows who's going to hear it, right? Exactly. So it's, we're not only we're not only reaching the people that are our immediate circle, but so much more. And I think that's so beautiful.
0: Yes. And so, what message do you want to leave people with today?
1: Ooh, give yourself a chance. Mm. Don't be afraid. Give yourself a chance. You know, it's 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 so much bigger than us you know, and you, your only purpose, everybody says, Oh, I need to find my purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. I'm going to tell you now your purpose on this earth is to feel happy. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Your purpose is just to feel happy and fulfilled and feel joy and all these sort of things. So whatever it is that gives you that, then go do it because that's your purpose. So give yourself, don't think that that's a luxury, right? To find joy. It isn't a luxury. Find happiness. is not a luxury. That's your, your sole purpose in life. It's, it's to leave happy and, and joyful Yeah. So give yourself that chance because it's super important. Uh,
0: oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I don't think I've ever <laughs> really heard it put that way, but that's just so good of, I mean, yeah, like we're always like, find your purpose. And she's like, what makes you happy? Like, do more of that. <laughs> exactly.
1: Just more <laughs> like, of that. <laughs> like, keep
0: it simple. Yeah. <laughs> and it works, makes a world of difference. That is just so awesome. Um, how can people find you and connect with you?
1: So, I'm um, uh, Coach Gloria B on Instagram and Facebook as well, but I am definitely a lot more on Instagram than I am on Facebook. And then from there, you can find all my links and everything. I've actually started as well, a small community for uh, survivors. And uh, I wanted to be able, because uh, I know there's a lot of, of um, well, a lot of, expect- not expectations, but a lot of ideas of coaching in a way that is something that uh, costs a lot of money, and then only, you know, if you're wealthy, you can afford coaching. So I've created something that it's actually less than a pound a day, or less than a dollar a day, awesome. and um, yes, and it's for everyone who has been through a toxic relationship and uh, is, you know, you you don't you're don't necessarily feel ready to invest in one-on-one, but you still wanna work on yourself, then you can start small, definitely. So you can start, I have created this membership, which is about, I think the the exchange rate, it comes at about $30 a month. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we have monthly modules um, coming out every single month where uh, there's a self-paced learning, and uh, workbooks and all that so you can do your own time but we also have a group coaching call every month there's loads of different bonuses and stuff Uh, and i created this because i know how difficult it is to say oh i want to i want to do this full on right yeah so you can also start start slow start with something that feels much more comfortable where you can go at your own pace you don't necessarily feel like you're so exposed you know this is why I created and also you have a community of women that are going through exactly the same thing that you're going through so completely understand how you feel the confusions that you might have in your head or you know the questions that you might have Um, we all understand exactly what that means so there's a lot of support like that as well
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I'm glad you've created a space like that. um, Because I mean, just from your story and what you've talked about today, it seems like it is just, it's a, it's a process and it's a lot. And I think having that community of women is really supportive. So just thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for sharing your story with us today. And just thank you so much. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And if you're out there and you are not sure whether you're experiencing a toxic relationship or not, or you want to know a little bit more about it, just get in touch. I would be absolutely happy to chat and to be of support in any way.
0: Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at beautifulchick or on my website beautifulchick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful.